Oh, well, 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 what do we have here, my mere modelites? Welcome. It is that time of the month. It is a book review recap time. I'm going over all of the books that I read in October, what's coming up in the future, some boostergrams and just general notices. Um, I'm putting in all of these episodes here. So let's jump into it. Books that I read in October of 2021. There was only three, a very, very small amount for me. I've had to make some changes. So I explained this in another video or on the podcast and different places, but essentially uh, I'm doing a lot of things. I've set up my, some new monthly goals and I just don't have as much time for reading. So instead of two book reviews a week, it'll only be one. And once again, these will be posted for the moment on every Wednesday. So there's just going to be like four a month and one also contributed a book to this month. So I only ended up doing reviews of three books. So let's just jump into them. Going from the my most favorite to the least favorite. So the most favorite was this book that I have here, Humankind by Rutger Bregman, A Hopeful History. So in essence, this book was just looking over you know, what does humanity have going for it? Is it a, are we good at heart? Are we bad at heart? He set up this little bit of a dichotomy, which I felt was kind of artificial in a way. Like, why do we have to be good or bad? Why can't we just be? But it was interesting seeing him going into his, his thoughts on the book, his explanations and really diving into his arguments. And there was I think the things that really jumped out at me were, one, if you've ever been told about the Stanley uh, Milgram shock experiments or the Stanford prison experiments. So this is going into, oh, you know, if you leave humans um, with other humans, even artificially, and you leave them in the bosses of them, i.e. you have to control them, they're going to instantly become cruel, manipulative, um, sadistic, torture them, etc., etc., which is essentially what was being said happened from the prison experiments, for example. Uh, and it's just not true. They they were mostly kind at heart. They were prepped for, beforehand by their uh, academic advisor, the guy running this uh, the study. I think it was Philip Zimbardo. And it's essentially BS. Now, I've, I've heard this before, um, but for a long time, probably years and years and years, uh, I'd heard of this story and went, oh man, humanity is so bad. Look at us. Like we just do these bad things. The instant we're given a bit of control, we'll, we'll abuse it and, and whatnot. Same with the shock experiments. Those ones were saying more, oh, you know, humans, they just need to be told uh, a little, like even just the minor manipulation of a guy in a suit in a, or in a lab coat. And he's saying, hey, shock this person until they're unconscious or almost dead, et cetera, et cetera. And, and we just do it. Once again, not, not true. Just not the, the, that study, those studies, those two studies in particular are pernicious in just how widespread they have become pernicious in that uh, other books and, you know, people like Malcolm Gladwell, although I imagine nowadays he would say, eh, and, you know, I kind of wish I hadn't written that, written that in there, but it is what it is. So, nice just to see that some things get debunked but then the problem is you know if we're debunking every one-off study how can we know what's true and that was one of the things that really got me thinking it got me thinking like you know what i probably shouldn't talk about one-off studies because the chances are that it bs are, are pretty high and that i should probably just stick to things which are well known in a large vicinity have had multiple studies confirming that this is actually a true human behavior or that this is true. 
it's kind of hard, kind of hard. Uh, but in any case, I, I, I think it's refreshing. I think it's good to be hopeful about humanity. Um, and I think that actually is a true look at, at, at life and not just naively optimistic. It actually, humans are good in whatever sense, but hey, that's just, uh, just me. I just like to be optimistic. It's more fun, makes life more fun. So I gave that book a seven and a half out of 10. The next one was the autobiography by Mr. M.K. Gandhi, Mahatma Gandhi, also known as. And this was a book that had been on my recommendation list for a long time. I'd been, uh, I'd heard many people saying it was fantastic autobiography, like one of the best, et cetera, et cetera. So yeah, I decided to give it a shot. And I had wanted to know more about Gandhi. Um, I was actually looking for more about how he did the things that he did, how he somewhat liberated England from the colonial rule, decisions that he took in with regards to that. This book wasn't about that. It was more his reflections on truth, i.e. The, the subtitle or the title used to be The Story of My Experiments with Truth. When you look at it now, it's, it's, it's like, okay, no, this is more personal stuff. So it's talking about how he was too lustful towards his wife a lot of it was about his diet and how he changed up his diet, how he was very strong with his vows of not taking milk, of how he sometimes broke those vows and how, you know, he wished he hadn't, how he interacted with certain people, how why he refused to do certain things and why he would stand in the face of authority and whatnot in the case of certain things. So, um, really looking at particular examples of the trains, the, there was huge portions of the book talking about just how bad the train can train conditions were in the third compartments the the second class third class citizenry that the indians experienced the the subjugation not the torture but the the i guess just racism if you want to call that that was occurring throughout those times and was just super prevalent so i have a lot of respect for him i think his uh, adherence to the truth is probably what really made him such a special guy. Uh, not so much his actions in themselves. There was a lot of semi-quackery as well, where he was talking about things that were definitely not scientific. And, you know, uh, if you put this wet earth bandage over yourself, this will get rid of gout and or like other ailments and whatnot. And how he could, yeah, there was all sorts of things where I was like, oh, geez, I'm not sure about that. And yeah, I do have to take in mind that this was written in the 1920s. So this is before a lot of technical and technological innovations have happened. Would he still believe that nowadays? I have no idea. Who knows? But it was, uh, it was fun to read about such an interesting character. So uh, that being said, autobiographies just in general, I just don't think I'm a big fan of them. I've read a couple... Uh, Richard Branson's one, Losing My Virginity, was a while ago. Uh, I've read a couple and yeah, I, th I think I'd probably prefer biographies a bit more just because you can get a little bit of a, a step back from the person because even if they're like Gandhi and exposing some of their negative sides and whatnot, it's, it's hard to know like, you know, what's more censorious or what's less close to the truth, someone talking about themselves or another person talking about them. You know, both uh, lack completeness in many ways. And um, yeah, I just think uh, biographies, uh, autobiographies in particular, and maybe even just biographies just aren't my favorite thing. But who knows? So anywho, I gave that a, uh, a five and a half out of 10. It was 
it was not something I'm really going to remember in the future and be like, whoa, this was crazy good. This was, uh, I, it's honestly probably a book that I'll mostly forget in five years time. So there's that. And then a book I'll forget even less is The Heart of the Buddhist Teaching by Thich Nhat Han. I mean, you got to give it to the, the Buddhists and the, um, those, those people from those Asian countries. They have some killer names, Thich Nhat Han. Uh, beautiful. This was published in 1998 and it was, yeah, just some guidings, teachings, instructions of Buddhism um, as it was decided by Thich Nhat Hanh. So he was very selective in saying, oh yeah, I'm going to take these parts of the, the book I'm going to, or of Buddhism, I'm going to explore this, etc., etc. As always, I, I think I've read in the past year and a bit, a bunch of books on Buddhism and the ones which uh, have really disappointed me the most are the ones written by the guys who are like the most hardcore Buddhists, the ones who should have the most knowledge, who should have the, the deeper understandings because they've lived it their whole life. But it seems like so much of it is just translated from speeches, discourse, texts, and they're not writing it in a book format. Like it's, it's a book, it's got pages and whatnot, but the spirit of what makes a book a book is 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 not in there. It's not. It's not. Every time I re- I read one of them, I feel like it's repurposed content. They've they've got their speciality content, their the way they do their speeches and things like that. Hey, beautiful. And I'm then going to create this into a book, and it's going to be a somewhat shoddy product. And so that's just the the way I've come up. I've come from a lot of them and it's really been the, the more Western books. So this is written by Westerners who have appealed to me. And it, I don't think it's because of the, the writing of, of, or like the mindset of the Western person. Um, it's not that, that they speak to me more. I think it's more, they just put in the effort to write the book as a, I, I hesitate to say as a book should be written, but feels to me like they put in more effort into the delivery of what they're trying to say. And it's not just repurposed. They, they wrote the book for the purpose of writing the book. They didn't write it as a afterthought from something else. So uh, I can't say I recommend this book at all um, or really any of the books written that I have read personally from, from any of the, the Buddhist teachers. The, the one that really jumped out at me the most was... Why Buddhism is True by Robert Wright. I think that was the the best of the bunch. Some of the ones from Jack Cornfield are also acceptable, but nothing has really jumped out at me. I've preferred reading more stuff like um, the Tao Te Ching. I, I enjoyed reading that. It's very small uh, for a particular time in your life, that sort of thing. I know it's not on Buddhism either. It's on Taoism, but I think I'm more interested in Eastern philosophy as a whole not so much one particular aspect of Buddhism or of Zen or of Taoism or of Confucianism or whatever. So there we go. Um, I gave that a four and a half out of 10, a four out of 10. Sorry, Mr. Thikmat Han. It just did not appeal to me. Now we're going on to the boostergram time. So this is the section where people will send in a message and which is what I'm really trying to cultivate here on the Mere Mortals channel. I love the ability to have a direct message coming from you and put in its proper context and which is why I really see the value in there because I can see, oh, they were listening to this portion this time of this episode and they had this thought and so they can send it. And it's also just... 
you as the listener can can write it and it feels like, oh, I'm writing this correctly. You wouldn't write a YouTube comment in an email and then just send that off to someone because there's no context behind it. It's like, what part of the video, what what video were you watching? What part of the video, um, you know, you don't have the interaction there. So that's one thing that's lacking from podcasting a bit, but it's being solved. And so you can do this via Brewstagrams, go to newpodcastapps.com, find the ones with value uh, written down there and I'll list some of them out now. Breeze, Curiocaster, Podfriend, Fountain FM, Castomatic. Those are ones where you can send me a message while you're listening and so say, hey, Kyron, you missed this thing or hey, I think you'd like this book, which is where we got it. So let's go to the Boostergram that I received. This was from Stephen B of Curiocaster. So this is actually the creator of Curiocaster. And he said, want a book that will blow your mind. Check out Humankind, A Hopeful History. One of my favorites that I read this year. Well, thank you, Stephen. I took your recommendation and it did indeed. I wouldn't say it blew my mind, but I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it. I found it quite useful. I, I think it's true in general in, and I think just being hopeful, having an optimistic spirit is is the way to go. Like negativity is just so draining. It's so it's boring. I'd rather I'd rather be hopeful. I'd rather be optimistic. It's kind of fun. So that was sent uh, using Curacaster of all things, who would have thought it? And he sent 1,002 Satoshis. So this is the other part of the boostergrams is that you have a message attached to it. So it is, uh, sorry, not a message. It is a, a value attached to it as well. And this is sort of just helping to to pay the way that you can send these things because Instagram isn't free. There's servers over there that need running and things like that. YouTube isn't free. They have a huge data storage and whatnot. So there needs to be some sort of value attached within the system to keep the incentive going. And you think, oh God, Karen, I don't want to, I don't want to pay well, it's a thousand, one thousand and two satoshis as of this moment is probably seventy cents, something like that. Uh, so it's it's a tiny amount. Cryptocurrency is coming in the future, and it's going to be more integrated into your life. So you might as well just start getting used to it now because in five years time, it's going to be everywhere. And in any case, if you're listening to this in five years time, you can still send me a boostergram. It might be a bit out of date, but I would still appreciate it. And I'll go, oh, damn, they'll listen to that episode. How very cool. And uh, yeah, so thank you. Thank you very much, Stephen. I really do appreciate uh, not only the the value attached to it, uh, but that is secondary to me. The, the real value is the, the actual message. He gave me a fantastic book to read which I thoroughly enjoyed, you know, gave it a, a, what did I give it? A seven out of, seven and a half out of 10. That's more than the average uh, rating that I give for books. So he's given me a fantastic suggestion. I've created a, a personal connection with someone. It's, it's beautiful. I love it. So thank you very much, Stephen. Stephen B of Curiocaster, everyone. Go go to Curiocaster, send a boostgram. He'll, he'll appreciate it as well. What's coming up for November? Well, once again, I'm going to be doing not as many book reviews, so three, four, maybe five. I'll see how how many I, I fit in. And I can tell you one of them will be on June by Frank Herbert. Um, that was a, a fun book. I've already done that. So uh, you'll, you'll see that coming up in November. I'm also going to be reading some German philosophy uh, as well. So think along the lines of Nietzsche or maybe Heidegger. I've got two of those books. I'll, I'll play around with them, see which one I enjoy more. And then, honestly, just whatever is coming up. I don't have too many plans. Last year, I was very focused on reading a lot of Buddhism-type books. This year, I don't have so much, even though I did say I would try and read some philosophy. I don't have it 
as a huge imperative. Like it's sort of maybe one book every two months that I have set the goal for myself. So uh, once again, if you have any recommendations of books that you think I would enjoy based on previous stuff that you've seen me read and my range is pretty eclectic, I'll go over some of them here. Around the Day in 80 Worlds, that's like a Spanish one. The Noonday Demon is about depression. Not Born Yesterday, that's about um, guilt, uh, not guilt, uh, about gullibility. The Aeneid by Virgil, obviously a classic. Bring Home the Dharma, Jack Cornfield, already talked about that. Uh, the Old Man and the Sea, Ernest Hemingway. You can see I, I go all over the shop. So if you have just seen my temperament maybe and, and think, hmm, Kyron might enjoy that book, send me a boostergram with a recommendation. And look, I'll put it here as well. If you don't want to send a boostergram, you can go onto our Discord. Link is every uh, is down below. And then you could also go onto the Instagram at Mere Mortals Podcast. So that is it for today. I do thank you for joining me to this point. I do hope you're having a fantastic day wherever you are in the world. And Kyron, out.